Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome back to another episode of Student of the Game. I'm with my guy today, Theopolis Smith III, a.k.a. Theo, a.k.a. Fresh Laundry, a.k.a. PL. <laughs> probably some more, probably some, probably some more, but uh, welcome to the show today, my man. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've had a lot of guests. I guess I'm nervous today. I'm nervous because this, this man is talented. Let, let me, this isn't a resume, but let me name some things here that uh, my man Fresh Laundry has, uh, has been involved with. Spike Lee, Dr. King and the Family, The Bradley, Electric Works, The Landing, Grand Marshal of the Three Rivers Festival, Hebrew Brantley and the Flyboy, <laughs> Person of the Year, Man of the Year, and I'll end it with this, and lead entertainer at the Knoll Team Real Estate's 20th anniversary party this year. Boom. My man. <laughs> that, that painting behind you is the uh, one of one that you did for me. We're going to get into the painting a little Indeed. later, but... But uh, Theo, man, Theopolis, Fresh Laundry. Who's Fresh Laundry? Man, Fresh Laundry is a gentleman about, I can almost say roughly 12 years ago, found this, this, this young man, this kid, uh, broken, trying to figure out who he is, his purpose in life, um, and just kind of building himself up to figure out what can he get into. I found myself in a, in a point in my life where, you know, things are going good two-family household, doing great. And I found myself at a at like a fork in the road where I'm like, who are you? What were, were you doing you? at the time? Man, I was um, a, a kid uh, living with my parents, late 20s, yep. where I was trying to figure out, just figure out life, man. You know, we get into this rut where um, what can I get into, but you just don't know or you've been exposed enough to certain things. I was looking at my peers and my friends and other people and just, I mean, society as a whole, people are flying and they're doing great things and uh, they're building and they, they have families now and they got careers and they're driven. And I question myself. I'm like, okay, if everyone else can do it, like, what about me? I kept asking that question over and over to the point where I didn't see results happening. Um, I didn't know how to get results. And that could be with, uh, with job success, with growing a family, a, a spouse, everything you could think of, every every aspect of life. I'm like, why am why am I not getting it? And um, I found myself to the point where one day I was just frustrated with life and I was going to do something actually detrimental to myself where I found myself sobbing in a load of dirty clothes. I'm in the basement of my parents' house and I was like thinking like, okay, I don't, I don't want to be here if I, if I have no substance, if I have no purpose. And um, I, I really was like searching like hard, like what can I do to like, get out of this rut. And I found myself where I found I was doing the work the whole, the whole time where, you know, I, I, I come from a family of faith, uh, praying and, and positive things are always in my reach. And it was just a small echo of, um, it's a scripture where uh, David is talking to God saying, created me a clean heart, renew the right spirit within me. I associate that right at that moment while I was in his little dirty clothes. And um, just the revelation about it, that's like, it's more to your story than what's just now. And um, I found myself out of that. I was like, okay, gotta, gotta regroup. And out of that, I started painting. And so every time that I was to hang up a piece of artwork, I associate that as being part of my laundry. So with a new mindset, fresh laundry was birth. Hmm. Created me a clean heart, created me a clean piece of artwork, created me Indeed. a new beginning, right? A transition. Yes. That was a transition yes. in your life. Yes, very much so. And that was a huge transition and a big part to uh, why I do everything as a whole now. And that's, that's my foundation to everything and everything that I will get into. Well, I think, you know, Fresh Laundry. Can I, can I just keep calling you Fresh Laundry this whole time, man? Sure, I, sure, bro. Sure. Know, I just, I want a nickname like this. Somebody who, any listener, just DM <laughs> me a nickname or something. I need to be. Like my nickname in college was Lil Fundies. And uh and Lil I Fundies were Lil Fundies. That, that's when Tim Duncan was playing and he was the big fundamental. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was I was the shortest and the whitest guy on the team, so they called me Lil Fundies. <laughs> <laughs> the little fundamental. I didn't Lil make many Fundies. mistakes. I was I wasn't great, but I didn't make many mistakes, so they called me Lil Fundamental. But anyway, I I need a yes. name like Fresh Laundry. Man, <laughs> that has that has a great ring to it, but 
um, talk talk to the transition that you had to go through. Like you're laying in that dirty pile of clothes mm-hmm. in your parents' basement. Mm-hmm. And I got to imagine, you know, we've all heard this comparison robs us of our joy. Is that what mm-hmm. was really at it right there? Like, was that the root of it? Like you were comparing yourself to other people? Like, that, it, was like, but no, it, it was comparing myself to other people, but then also to um, just not being exposed to to what, what else can be beneficial mm-hmm. and, um, you know, substance and fruitful for my life as a whole. And um, the only way I even climbed out out of it was thinking and painting. So what I would do was versus not anticipating my life or my story to be like someone else's, I had to had to grind it out. So I'm up four or five o'clock in the morning where I'm knocking out four or five paintings and taking concepts of things that I've actually slowed down to just think of and then then just kind of paint it out and talk it through to myself onto a canvas. And I would knock out like four or five paintings. So this may seem like it's something that's a, slow, a sm- small process, but I'm literally having five canvases around me and I'm dancing with them where I'm literally flying and just night after night, morning after morning, just getting it out of my system just to be able to think clear. And that's like kind of been like, okay. But then also I've seen the benefits and the fruits of it because I started sharing my pain through my art. And some of these pictures were some of the most beautiful, like happy pictures but at the most gruesome times of my life. So a place to where you paint, where you can see yourself or you see your emotions of what you want to be, or you just, just get your emotions out and put somewhere other than your head. Um, it's been a, a, a joy for me. It's been a treat. Man, talk, talk to the, talk to the small business owner out there that, you know, they started a business and they don't have the clients that they want. They started the business and you know things aren't working out for them or they feel like they feel like they're being led but there's still something that's hanging back right maybe they're going through a divorce maybe they're going through you know a job transfer and here you are going through a dark time and painting a happy or a beautiful picture mm-hmm. what what can you tell or what can you teach other people about you know staying present and staying in the moment where you can still see good things going through a bad time man you said it, you hit the nail on the head staying present Mm. We do a horrible job of uh, of giving giving ourselves um, a solution, and we count that solution as our reality. We create our own reality by what we see, and it may not even be the truth. And what I would say to those that are inspiring or feel like they may be to the wayside, um, there's beauty for ashes. So that's for starters. And what that means to me is like there's beauty in in the midst of things that are 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 written off our just been engulfed with flames of something else, but in the ashes, that's where the beauty is fine and something that will be rebirthed into you. So being present and taking the time to capture the experience. I want you to be so present where, where were you when you felt bad? Where were you when you felt down? Whether it be that divorce or uh, that person may have passed away or grief or whatever negative um, encounters that, that, that is brought to your table, be so present where you feel every emotion. And that's almost like, well, no, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't feel this, this this negativity. No. Fall into that and take your time to be present. Be so present where you feel the textures of your clothes that you have on to the chair that you're sitting in to the point that you notice your breathing pattern to the point that you understand the, the beginning habits of how you think and how you feel. And you're so in tune with yourself to the point of you would never forget that experience. So being present is everything. And then you take that same passion and presence and you will recognize it in the future of what did I do the last time I felt this way? And you have a choice to once you gather all this information about yourself, how you're going to pursue it? How are you going to distribute it out to you or out to others in a way that it's to the point where I got the experience, I eat the meat and throw away the bones and I got the best experience and the best things and nuggets out of the situation and move it forward. Pay it forward to someone else. Whoever's, if you see someone going through the same experience, hey, I see that you're struggling over here. Try this. I, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do, but hey, I want to just impart to you something I've experienced and you're on a journey. It's almost like you see you're, you're a mile marker, like in the, on the highway. Hey, this exit right here, this is what's going to take you. Can you be a person that um, you're, you're, you're a walking example? So Man. the more that you, you, you lean into yourself, be present. You're able to tell the full story. Talk, talk to, we got a, we got a wide audience here. I mean, we got, we got retired people. We got business owners. Um, I even know some high school kids listening to this. 
I got to imagine there's some high school kids right now that think that they're laying in that pile of laundry crying. Mm. They, they think, they think what they're going through, you know, is, is their destiny, right? Like I, yeah. I don't have, I don't have any hope, you know, talk, talk to the people. Like, how did you get that hope laying in that, laying in that pile of dirty clothes? I had to first be present. Mm. Then after being present, ask questions, ask questions stay, to yourself. Stay curious. Stay curious, stay, right? Stay curious, yes. my friend. Yes. Stay curious and not only just asking yourself those questions, but asking those that are like-minded or even those that you see that where you want to be at. Go in with the end in mind. If we have that understanding that we have a goal that we want to reach, we see it, we want to pursue it, but don't know how to get there, we have to be humble enough to even ask those questions. Hey, I don't have it all together. Hey, I, I, I've tried this way and I'm failing. I'm failing in school. I'm a trash student and I want to get better. Get around those that are know the way that have had experience, were present with themselves, and then show and ask them the outcome of what they did. Partner with those, build community, build bridges, build relationships to the point where you're so transparent that you say, Hey, I'm a broken vessel. I am so broken and I don't know what pieces I'm going to even need to get to where I need to go to my next destination. Can you give me a brick? Can you give me a stone or stick to be able to build? to get to where I need to be. I'm that desperate. I can Why? see myself at the end. So, so talk to the person that, that thinks that they're a victim. Talk to the person that, that thinks that, you know, my, my business isn't, you know, interest rates are high. I can't do anything. Wow. Uh, uh, I don't have any customers because of my location is not right. Uh, my parents, you know, didn't introduce me to anybody in this community. Talk to the people that think that they're victims. Like you, it, there's a, your story could be a victim story if you had stayed in that, but you said you had a choice. Talk to the victims. You do have a choice. Um, and it could be one of those things where, you know, like you mentioned, interest rates or things are, you know, um, up up high or you're not getting the clients that you get. First, be present. It's, 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 it's such a, a, a simple process mm -hmm. where you just be present first. Feel where you're at right now. But then you may have to pivot to something new. You may have to get out your wits ends where you're trying something new on faith. Where something inside your comfort zone. But guess what you do? You gain the experience. And I think sometimes we associate, um, if we're not moving with currency, like physical money, mm -hmm. sometimes your currency is your relationships. Sometimes your currency is your experience for you trying something. For the fact that you took the time of not to sit around and just think about it, but actually did something, you got out of your couch, you got out of your bed, your comfort zone, and put yourself into a position where it's like, I'm going to go talk to this person today. I'm going to invite them for coffee today. Heck, I don't have the money for coffee. Hey, do you mind if we go get something and sit on a park bench and get some water? I need a different perspective. And on this journey over and over, even now, my rhythm is, my practice is finding new perspectives always. And that's another thing. We go in with tunnel vision a lot. So we think one way and we think that's our reality. Again, we think that this is it and there's no other way. And sometimes associated with almost like math problems, there are many ways to get to a sum of a number. If we have that in mind with each encounter, we can't be quick to assume. We can't be quick to assume that we're going to associate what we're going through. And this is the only way to be able to be free or to go to the next level or whatever that looks like. Take the time, see how many other equations there are, and just go for it. You can't lose when you're trying. Man, if you're listening right now, wherever you're at, driving, walking the dog or, or working out, if you're listening, you're probably thinking, this man from Fort Wayne, Indiana, has so much talent and wisdom. Why are you still in Fort Wayne? Like, why, why Fort Wayne? Why not Fort Wayne? Talk to me. The thing is, um, I'm privileged enough to first be an implant, actually. I've, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, originally. Um, so my family, I traveled a lot. And my father, uh, my, my great leader, was uh, just traveling and uprooted a whole family to start his career, he was, I thought he was Al Bundy back in the days, <laughs> but um, he was a manager for Payless Shoe Source and he he got to rub with, you know, rub shoulders with big wigs. And I've lived in Philadelphia. I've lived in, you know, it was Chicago area. We lived in Detroit. And by way of Detroit, we came to Fort Wayne. But along that journey, being able to connect the dots of uh, what was needed to tell my bigger story. So being here in Fort Wayne and seeing other cities, guess what? No matter where you go, you have to go through the same process. You have to prepare yourself to go through the same process, no matter where you are, to be able to get to where you want or where you're on the track to be. 
Man, that's great. Uh, we, we have a similar story. I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up here, but I'm not leaving. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the thing that, that we talk about. We have the three C's. I, I, I was at a function. I want mm-hmm. to talk about this here in a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, this is going to be similar, but uh, I was at a function this morning that, that we will share in just a little bit. But you reminded me of, in our business, we have the three C's. And so it, it, it's connect, care, mm-hmm. and community. And nice. I, feel, I feel like if you're trying to build a business, it, it really, if you're trying to be a great human, right? But mm-hmm. like in, in our minds, if, if you're trying to build a great business, you got to connect. You got to connect with people. Yes. You got to break yeah. bread. You got to get at the kitchen table. You got to go to coffee. You got to get face-to-face, belly-to-belly. You got to do life with people. You got to connect with them. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of ways to connect with people these days. Yes. You got to care for them. You know, you got to show them that they're more important than just a transactional. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're more than just a transaction. And, and it's not about, you know, making that money, making the paycheck. It's about building advocates. You know, after that connection, you deepen, you deepen the level of care you give somebody. And then it's about building a sense of community. You know, and, and the community piece for me is, is what I wear on my sleeve. Like I, I, like I said, I'm not from here, but I'm not leaving. Uh, I want to build, I want to build community with my family. I want to build community in their schools. I want to build community in my churches. I want to build community, you know, in business. Talk to me about uh, your pillars that, that you talked about this morning. Man, so my three pillars where I'm, I've learned over the years is create, uh, connect, and challenge. Those are my three C's I live by. I actually even have it tattooed on my, my arm here where I live by those. And um, those have literally been the foundation of everything that I, that I do um, on my journey. And it's every, I find every situation I've ever been in, those three are present for me to be able to connect uh, with people and uh, connect on this journey of life. Wow. I, um, I just, I just love, I just love talking to you as far as like how, how deep you are. I mean, there, there are things I believe, you know, what do you call yourself? Are you an artist? Are you a creative? Are you like, what's the space that you feel like you're in? I would just say a creative because I mean that's yeah. that that super sees being just you know one dimensional with with creativity. I mean, you could create be creative in talking or explaining yourself or um, doing something or mm-hmm. you know any number of things. So it's it's limitless. Absolutely. What do you think? Because we got to get back to the podcast, man. The framework of this podcast sure. is we got to master the fundamentals. And and as a creative, what do you believe the fundamentals are? What what's something that's just never going to change? Like we believe. You know, fundamentals don't change, but strategies mm-hmm. and tactics do. So what you do every day as a creative could change, right? One mm-hmm. day you're making merch. One day it's a painting. One day it's a live show. You know, uh, that can change. But what do you think the fundamentals are to, to being a creative? The fundamentals I know for me is, um, um, and I mentioned, it's preparing. Mm-hmm. Preparing is the, 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 the biggest, that's my biggest uh, baby, my biggest cliche, my biggest um, billboard at the moment to prepare. And preparing allows you to um, have the extension of everything that you want to do comfortably. So you're going to put in the work. You're going to have to put in the work. You have another choice. You're not escaping it. There's no shortcuts. No shortcuts in that. Thank you. (laughs) But you're prepared. When you prepare, I'm learning that when you take the time, when you're present, taking the time where you're articulating yourself to set yourself up for the long run, you can't lose. It's almost like, for example, if you're going on a trip. And you're packing your bags. You're just not going to just throw everything into the suitcase and not even think about what you have in the suitcase and just go. You get to where your destination and you're like, why do I got Twizzlers in my suitcase versus I need some flip-flops because I'm about to get into this hot sand. Right. You know? So if you're taking the time to prepare yourself um, and get to the point where you're so detailed that it's going to set you up where you can move comfortably. Your goal is to be able to move comfortably and freely as possible. That way you're able to be able to be creative or able to uh, do that drive that inspires you to do what you do every day. If you take the time to prepare yourself, um, you sleep better at night. Uh, You don't have so many hiccups. You don't have to do things over again. When you're doing things into the portion of preparing, it sets you up for success in the best way possible. Uh, uh, One of the things I've, I've, I've actually shared this a couple times on the pod, but uh, I tell my kids all the time, preparation creates separation. Hmm. Preparation will create separation because it, not many, it's hard to prepare. It's yeah. easy to be busy, right? I mean, let's, let's just be honest. It's easy to be busy. Like saying yes to everything and no, and, I mean, you're just, you're just going to be busy. And when you're busy, you lack preparation. And so this, this podcast today, talking to you, if I have an hour podcast that, that I'm recording with a guest, I've prepared two, three hours with you. Right. I've got on your social media. I've read articles about you. I got notes. I'm preparing because I want to do my best today. And if you're 
if you're in a business, if, if you're starting a new career and, and you're missing something, it's probably that preparation. Like, like you got a client meeting, you want to go ahead and, and, and meet somebody uh, to, to do a sales pitch or a presentation and, and you lack the preparedness. I don't know how you can expect to win. I just and don't. Dare I say, even with dealing with clients from a, from a business perspective, you have to make sure that you're, you're, it's an investment. Preparing is an investment to set you up in the best way possible. Preparing puts you at the, the forefront of when you're meeting the client and you know your client, you're taking the time out to not have them as another number. You don't have them as another face, but you're actually tailor-making the experience where you know what that person is thinking or that person is a, what, what drives them, what, they, what do they love, but then also, too, how can it pair with who you are and your experience in life as well, too? And if you have those two and they sharpen iron just right, you'll be on the perfect track. Take the time to prepare everything, whether it be, you know, social media lookups. If there's a news article of any kind, if there's anything, strike up a conversation. Hey, tell me the things that you are into. I would like to see what you're into because I want to get to know you better. That goes back to my three C's, connecting. With that, from there, you craft the challenge of what, what else can we get into? The connecting part... Actually, connecting is parallel with preparing because you're taking information in. You're you're bringing in information where you're taking the time to have the audacity to make sure that they are comfortable, just as comfortable as you are, whether it be transactional or just in life in general. If you're taking the time to connect, you're, you're holding care. You're holding concern. How would this benefit? How would this trickle down? How would this move? How would this make this person feel? If I'm moving in this direction and I'm asking these questions and then you compare with your experiences too, and put yourself in the lane of who they are, that's, that's winning formula right there. So that's take momentum. the time. Mm, that's yeah. momentum. You, I don't, okay. I, I need everybody to go back and either rewind this or I'll just repeat what you just said. So you said the fundamental in, in what you do as a creative, which we're all creative, right? Like if mm-hmm. you're a teacher, you better be creative to get your, your class's attention. You know, if you're a salesperson, you better be creative on how to, you know, get that next, you know, conversation with somebody. You just said something that I really haven't thought about until now. And and I actually have some notes about this that I was getting into. You said, you said preparedness is also connecting and connecting will spill over into being prepared. Um, I know, I know you remember this. I hope you remember this. Uh, This was iconic in my life, but we had our 20th anniversary party last year. And, uh, you, I told my team this, I don't know if I share this. I said, I don't care what we do at this party but fresh laundry is going to be there. Like, that's just like, that's we're, if, if he can't be there on that date, we're changing the date. Wow. And, 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 and I haven't told you, I haven't shared that with you, but here's, here's the part that I know. I know that you are who you say you are. You are, you're living this out. You said preparedness or being prepared is the fundamental, but you also said that it comes through connection. So you and I, we, uh, we mixed it up a little bit. We went over to, to Johnny's, got some pizza over to Electric yeah. Works and had mm-hmm. a slice of what I think is one of the best pizzas in Fort Wayne, one by the, the way. Best pizzas in Fort Wayne. Shout out. Yep. Uh, and we had pizza. And for an hour, we connected. Yes. For an hour, we connected. Now, here's the trick you played on me. I was connecting with you. You were preparing. This man, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this on YouTube or there's a, there's a clip, this man painted two one-of-ones at this, at this event. And, and the painting behind you is, is of something that you took in 10 minutes of connecting with me and prepared for that night. You remember this? Very much so. Dude, you, you, okay, you literally had me shook, all right? You had me shook. For those 10 minutes you took, you heard who I was. You saw my existence, my childhood, like where, how I got to where I am today. And you asked me a couple questions. You're like, hey, tell me about yourself. I said, I'm a kid from the 90s. You know, I grew up in the locker room. I like basketball, hip hop, you know, and my grandfather had 55 years of real estate experience. This man paints this picture. I'll never forget it. I'm overtaking pictures at this event. And, and some of my, my team came up to me and said, Hey, you got to come over here right now. I'm like, I hold on. They're about to leave. I take some more pictures, right? Like, you know, I'm the host. I'm not the guest. I'm not, I'm not going to have fun. I'm I'm, going to be the host. And we're taking pictures and they're like, no, you have to come over here right now. I'm like, okay, all right, be right back. I go over here. And this man, Fresh Laundry, has this painting that's right behind him right now. It's my grandfather and I shaking hands. And I'm probably eight, nine years old in this picture. And I'm holding the skeleton key. That this, is the, this is the key right here. No pun intended. I'm holding the key that he gave me before he passed away as a symbolic uh, treasure 
to him being in real estate for 55 years and passing the torch over to me. Now, Theo, look, you, you knew it was a big deal. You didn't know how big of a deal it was maybe, but the, the key, the, the skeleton keys in our logo, it's, a, it's in our merch, it's in everything that we do. This dude put the key in my hand and there I am. Picture this, 300 people at a, at a black and white party with some killer kicks. Everybody's wearing some amazing shoes. Fire kicks. Fire. And here I am. I got my mom on one side. I got fresh laundry on the other side. And I start bawling. And it was because you were prepared. I don't care what you're doing out there right now. I do care. Let me take that back. I care what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be a veterinarian. You could be a janitor. Talk about being so prepared, Theo, that you bring the emotion out of people. How do you do that? It goes back to how do you want to be treated? I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. And when you get to a point where how would you want to be treated? How would you like to be celebrated? How would you like to, to be loved on? You implement those same traits when you're taking care of your clients because they're more than your clients. You're, you're really building community. At the end of the day, you're building community. And you have a responsibility to make sure that you are tapping into what they're into. Um, in the business world, they call it peeling the onion, if you will, mm-hmm. where you're taking the time to invest into those questions and you're asking for understanding. You're asking for, for the knowledge. And it's twofold. You're asking the knowledge for themselves, but also for yourself because it may be something that you're not exposed to. So again, getting to the point where you are leaning again to act like you know nothing. You want to know everything about them to be able to put two and two together. I mean, there's no way impossible to, for me to come up with something like this with just saying, oh, hey, hope, hey, how are you today? I want to just let you know I paint great art. I paint great art, and I want you to, to get some of it. I want you to be a part of this experience. And for you to have a, a smiley face, that, that no. Side note, a lot of companies, when they're gifting items to people, it's always with the company logo. How many times do people get gifts and you see them on public where they're wearing that that 15th anniversary watch they got from their job? They're not wearing it. Talk to me. Or or that shirt or that those pins, those custom pins, they're not wearing that. They want something unique. What would it look like for your clients as well as those that you are associated with as far as your business associates to tell make an experience to figure out what do they like in life? For the fact that you spoke on, hey, telemake experience. Um, hey, what kind of era did you want to grow up with? Like you grew up in, what, what is your, what is your thing? You have a favorite sports team. Uh, do you have a favorite color? Uh, tell me about the time that you were best proud of yourself when you were playing basketball. Tell me about the time and you over and over ask for permission to understand where that person is coming from and then gift them. So whether it be for people, for clients, even for your spouse, I know sometimes we grow as a spouse and we think we know our spouses, but boy, oh boy, over and over, you're like, okay, I got it this time. I got it right this time. Well, hey, you change over the years. Hey, tell me what you're into now. What are some things that you like to see? What are things that you like to hear? What movies you're into? What kind of music are you into? And tailor make the experience. Oh, you liking Beyonce now? Oh, let me get you a great, I found this great t-shirt over here. It's one of them. It's, it's a limited run. It's from her design team. They will going to ship this up. going to get this to you ASAP. Make an experience. Your goal is to make an experience. So if you do that, your client, your 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 teammates, um, everyone will be able to say, okay, he was thoughtful enough to take the time to see what I'm into versus giving me something just because. All right. So hold, hold on a second. So, so there's so many businesses out there right now that are kind of like, oh, shoot, man. Theo, I just went out and bought a bunch of t-shirts and pins in December so that I can mm-hmm. give them to my customers, you know, this next month. Okay. Give them to your customers. They're not bad. Everybody yeah. needs a pen. Right. Everybody needs a t-shirt. Everybody needs a pen. But but I think what I'm hearing you say is, is when you hang the balance of my relationship with you on this gift that is about me, yes, we've got it backwards. We got it backwards. It's the five it love was, languages, right? If I'm if I'm yeah, words of affirmation, oh. if I'm words of affirmation and I go to my wife and like, hey, you're amazing, you're awesome, you're awesome. Pretty soon she's gonna be like, Well, hey, you're you could be awesome if you did the dishes because I'm acts of service. Cor- hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. So yeah, when, when we find that that sweet love language for each individual, and it may take some time, but guess how it's going to happen? Through connecting, through relationships, through preparing. So if we keep that in mind, that's when we can go on the journey together. That's when we figure out what can we be exposed to or learn about each other to make things greater. 
Wow. We, we have, we have, uh, this is a whole podcast by itself. We're going to keep going though, because I got some more things to ask you. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Null Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. What does falling in love with practice look like for you? And I'm going to set you up a little bit. I see a lot of your work and, and, and you're t- like, I know you can go in a, a bunch of different directions. I know this about you, but I think one of the things that, that is a focus for you are social issues. Talk, mm-hmm. talk about how you communicate social issues through the work that you do and how do you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're in love with that message, but falling in love with practice, what does that look like for you in terms of social, social issues? With social issues, um, I'm not sure if you've seen, but I'm black. Um, but with that and not just being a black being a black male being a black male in america being a black male coming from a two household family being a black male that's been married for going on 10 years being a black male that has a black son and has a black daughter these things i have to take into consideration because it's more than just about me and my perspective on things and i have to look from the lens of everything that's around me that's connected to me people in general friends in general my presence plays a factor. And sometimes with my presence plays a factor, I'm learning how to use my emotion and my understanding to get my feelings. And I, I, I portray it through my art sometimes. And I do it for not for a shock value, because I do it where it's palatable, not watered down, but palatable for you to get understanding, but also challenge you to be greater or have a different exposure of, to what you see. So whether it be political issues or views or, or, or you know, understandings to um, passionate organizations or certain businesses even maybe saying something or just life in general, I want to make sure that you hear my, my, my thoughts and my voice from a black man's perspective. I think it's important. Um, even with living in the United States, it is my duty. It's my gift to be able to share where you don't feel like I'm a safe space to those that don't look like me. Those that want to ask questions, they're afraid to ask those questions. I take the time where I've prayed and like, okay, my gift is bigger than just gifting and creating art. This is a way to connect. This is another deeper portion to be able to connect with people where I'm taking the time where, uh, for example, in the height of 2020, um, we had unfortunately um, a lot going on and and unfortunately it's been going on before then. But to unpack what it looked like to see George Floyd die in real time where we're all in on in the pandemic and we just have no other choice but to be among our houses and see this in real time. What does it look, speak like from a black man's perspective to be able to say, hey, this is not right. This is not fair. Um, I'm hurt. It could have been me. It could have been my son. It could have been my wife. But the things that's repeatedly over and over in society where even the news has painted a picture off of how they should view me the news. And I have to have a voice where it's balanced. It's not biased, but being able to share my voice into a atmosphere in society, in the world to say, Hey, we're, we're bigger than that. We're not all this way. We're not all monsters, demons, etc. We're not bad people. And unfortunately, um, this will still go on even after I'm dead. So I have to be able to have those marks in time. I'm the modern day hieroglyphics. When cultures pass away, you know, like Egyptian culture, they wrote on walls, right? What does it look like for me to tell my story in real time where these, the social media is the hieroglyphic walls? What does it look like to, to, for me to express things on canvas where I'm showing you, hey, this is the blueprint of why I exist and what I did to, to do what I need to do? I think it's valid. I think it's important. I think it's honorable. And it needs to be seen. Was there any anger? Did you have any anger? Built yes. Up? 
Oh, yes, definitely. But the thing is, I know from experience of how to handle my anger and channel my anger. For example, like to see the nine-year-old version of me see a person like a Rodney King get beat by people I thought that were heroes. We we thought as kids, cops were are, are the biggest heroes in the world. We, there's some good cops out there. But to see that on TV in real time as a kid, I'm like, why are they doing this? Why are my uncles getting mad? Why am I why is my grandpa looking at the TV with his mouth open? What is it that's happening right now that I'm seeing in real time that affects me and not even knowing how it affects me? Come in as a kid with a pure, innocent pair of eyes. And that's my reality now. And what am I going to do with that reality? How can I maneuver in this world where I'm not sure if where I go to is a safe space? We have this thing where we preach and people say, oh, I'm your ally. Boy, 2020, we had a lot of allies. <laughs> where is that energy now? Yeah. Where is that? Where, when I go into a cafe, am I, am I going to wonder, are you going to size me up and wonder if I'm the scary black man or am I a person of a community just like you? When I sit in this coffee house and, and chill there, I have to wonder to make sure that my wife gets to work as far as her commute okay. I have to make sure that my son, my black son, that's my big baby, that stands taller than me, is okay when he goes off to work. I have to make sure that my baby girl, my sweet princess, my little yes dear, when she goes to school to make sure that they are teaching her the things that are appropriate, but then also make sure that, that she's being treated well. This is the experience of a black person. And everything is not all bad. But those are just some of the temperaments of what I wake up and I do every morning besides brush my teeth and wash my face and take a shower. These are the habits that I wake up every morning and think about and making sure that I'm protecting. But then also, too, making sure that I'm encouraging as well to make sure that they are moving in excellence where, hey, we got good grades in this house. We're respectful in the community. We have a, a name. We have an integrity about ourselves and how we move. Me and your mom, we love each other and we're genuinely um, like each other, not only in public, but behind closed doors. We have the responsibility of using our gifts to make sure that it makes room for other people as well, too. We have the audacity to make sure that we are among the community that we show up and care. That's what we do every day. And so those are some great responsibilities. And guess what? We don't get to turn these things off. So while one is simultaneously working, other hand, I have to do the same thing too. But but I but I think, uh, and I'm not going to downplay this at all because I'm, sure. I'm trying to make a point in this. The people out there that are going through something, which guess what? That's everybody. Yes. The people the people that are going through something, they can learn from you. You're going through something. Every day, your mind is filled with something that you have to protect your family. You have to protect your name. You have to protect your reputation. You have to protect what it is you believe on. What do you stand on? But yet you still have capacity to go create something. You're, you're creating at the same time. You may not be at full capacity. I look at this as you're, you're giving your gifts away, right? So people talk about like, you know, all oh, my tank is filled or I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour into other people. Well, the reality is if, if you got an empty tank, you can't pour into nobody. Right. Yeah. And, and so what I'm hearing you do is like, there's a, there's a, there's this balance between I got to pour into my family, but yes. I can't do it on an empty tank. And so, and yep. so being creative fills you up, you know, being, being creative inspires you being creative, you know, makes a bigger person that can take on and handle more. I got to imagine yeah. you got some pretty broad shoulders right now. You can take on a lot. I do. I think I think a lot of people can can learn from, you know, you're laying in a pile of dirty clothes. Mm -hmm. You're talking about social issues. You're not only an amazing, talented, gifted artist and creative, but you're running a business now. Yes. You're no longer a banker painting these canvases at lunch. Hmm. Great story, by the way. We, we'll do that on the next episode. But, oh, definitely. <laughs> but but I I just I want to celebrate you, man. I, I hope I hope if you're listening, you don't even need to be in Fort Wayne. This man is is nationwide, international. Like this man is talented, and if you don't book him, he might just be too busy soon. Do yourself a favor, look him up, go follow him, and hire this man because I I, I tell you what, you will get. You'll get somebody that wants to connect with you. 
no matter what you look like. This man is a, is, is a beautiful human being. And I'm proud. I'm so proud to, to call you a friend. I'm so proud to, to be in your life. I, I, there's so many different directions we can go. I, I, want, I want to know what winning at the game of lo- life looks like for you. Uh, I want to know what, what the next steps are and, and kind of your vision. Talk a little bit about where, where you were today, the day of this recording. Uh, you know, CityLink had, had an amazing initiative out. Um, you know, we're celebrating Bla- Black History Month, obviously, but I, I struggle buying into that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the narrative that's, that's out there is like, well, it's the shortest month of the year. And why are we only celebrating for one month? You know, my yeah. background, my background is I, I've been a minority, but I'll tell you this. I'm embarrassed to tell you, like, that was a time in my life. You know, there was a time in my life when I was the shortest and the whitest guy on the team. And, and I've, I've been put in positions. Uh, funny story. I went to my buddy was preaching. I went to all black church. Here I am, the, the maybe two or three white people in the crowd. Right. And, and we got to preaching and, you know, black church, it's going two hours now. It was a revival on a Thursday night oh, and, I'm sitting, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting close to the front <laughs> row and I'm with my buddy and, uh, and his dad was preaching. All of a sudden his dad says something and I'm like, uh, I don't know what he just said, but I think it's towards the end. And I think he asked any visitors to stand up. <laughs> so I'm like, well, here we go. So I stood up and there's like four people standing. And everybody's clapping. And I'm like, okay, all right, you know, I'm, I'm the white guy. I'm new. My buddy like tags on my leg. He goes, he goes, Brad, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> he asked the new people to stand up. He said, no. He said, those getting into ministry, like those who want to preach, stand up. <laughs> and, and so, uh, man, I, being at a place where people don't look like you, people don't act or talk like you, um, it is an experience that everybody needs to needs to have. And, and I want to continue this conversation with you offline. I want to continue it Definitely. online. Um, I want, I want people to know, you know, w- during, during, you know, black lives matter, I, I called my roommate and I just said, I mm. said, I got a question for you. I said, I need to know what I need to know. Well, wow. I, I need to know what I need to know. And he just told me one thing and it made all the sense. He goes, Brad, if your kids are in the car and you get pulled over on the, on the way home tonight, it's different than me getting pulled over. Cause I can't reach in my pocket for my wallet. You can it changed, it, it like, it, it changed my mindset. Like, like I, but that's connecting, right? That's being prepared. Right. I want to be, I want to be prepared for these conversations. So what I need to do, I need to go connect. If you're a business owner, if, if, if you're listening right now, whether, whether this is social issues, whether this is trying to grow your business, it's all fundamental. It's all the same. You have to connect with people. You have to be prepared. These are fundamentals in order to experience the life you're trying to live, experience, you know, the gains that are out there for you. The, the, the ability to use your gifts to go bless other people. You got to connect. You got to be prepared. You never know when it's that time. Let's get into it. The future, the vision, fresh laundry. I'm sure there's some more loads that, uh, that, that need. That need uh, oh, yeah. Some, need some more loads. Is, some more loads. What does winning in the game of life look like fresh laundry? Winning in the game looks like me being teachable. Because I'm always growing, I'm always evolving. And so still, as the kid that I was coming out the pile of clothes of asking those questions, how can I be better? I, I hold myself accountable by reaching out to friends of mine. Hey, for every so, every so often, I'm like, hey, what do you see in me that I'm doing now? What is something I can do better in? And be 100% brutal, 100% honest. And I, I ask for it. Because I don't want to ever get into the position where I'm just stagnant and I'm comfortable because guess what? You don't grow. You don't connect. You don't challenge yourself. You, you, you just exist. And I hate just existing. I want to be more than just that. I have a purpose. I have a, a drive. So those are the first things I do. So me preparing myself, I reach out to those that are like-minded and those that are places I want to grow into. Hey, what do you see in me or what are even, what's the, even the, the potential? From there, I'm like, right now, I, I love my art here in Fort Wayne. I love my art in Indiana, and I love the places that my art is taking me to. How can we maximize that and scale it bigger now? I want to be organized a little bit more better. I want to connect other ways. I want to be able to use uh, my platform to even pour into others. I want to be able to t- put on my consulting hat. Um, I also want to have um, some different kind of experiences of art um, here in the city and beyond. I want you to make you feel like that. Versus you running up to Chicago or Detroit or somewhere else to, to experience art, it should be booming here. And we can do that here. I'm seeing the fruits of that here. I'm wondering what does it look like for me to um, cross merchandise of what I do 
to put on products or other experiences to even even cross over into the culinary side of things. I've thought about that. How can I pair my art with my love for food and art and culinary arts? I want those things to be tangible. And I can honestly say, even with today in this whole process, what I did with the Rosa Parks experience, um, that set me up for, you know, being able to even think and dream like this. Um, if you don't mind me sharing with the Rosa Parks. Please. Partner with CityLink, uh, but it started off as a sketch. It was going to be just a decal, a sticker in a window of each bus that rolls around the city, just in honor of Rosa Parks and just uh, commemorate what she's done for uh, culture and just uh, even black people. And I just... I, I don't even know what even drove me to like talk to them so comfortably. I do relationships. Excuse me. Let's rewind that. So relationships pr- prepare them to be able to talk to me and vice versa, where I said, Hey, decals are cool, but I was like, could you just dream with me? Is that okay? And it's like, of course, go for it. What do you think? I was like, can we do a whole bus and put art on the like the whole entire bus? And they said, I wonder if we could. And I just, I prepared. I had three different designs that I presented to him that I already had with me just because I was dreaming. That's a side note. When you're preparing, prepare for those big dreams that you don't think about. That's what I got out of today. Hmm. Prepare even if you don't feel like you're going to hit that goal. Prepare still because you love it and you potentially may get there by just preparing because you love to do it. So making this sketch and this making this decal that was great. I did that in my sleep. I did that in a day. But for them to say, hey, we have the funding to be able to put your art on the whole entire bus. We have a sponsor that was interested in and in, in found out what you who you are, what you were doing. And they said, yes, we got the green light. And this happened within six months, guys. This happened within six months. So within six months, I was able to not only sketch, talk to them, create, and they said yes. And so today is the fruit of me just dreaming and sharing and connecting. So presenting that bus today was almost like, what else can we get into now? I have a new fire up under me. And what can I do? So now I have to get out of my own way. I have to go home and prepare some more because I want to connect more with people. I want to build more. I want to create more. Um, so I have the, I have that drive right now. I'm, I'm on fire, really. I, I can tell, and I, I don't know if you even caught this. Maybe you did because I know how prepared you are. I asked you one simple question. I said, what does winning look like? And most people would say uh, an outcome. I want to do this. I want to have this. I want to be this. Mm-hmm. This man is so good. Like, listen, listen to me closely. I asked him what winning looks like, and you started with reflection. Mm-hmm. You started by pausing and reflecting on who you are, where you've been, and the talents that you have. And then you answered the question on what winning looks like. If, if that isn't a master's degree, this <laughs> is a free podcast, and y'all just got a master's degree from Fresh Laundry. What does winning look like? It starts with reflection. My man, hey, how can, uh, how can these listeners help you out? How, how can they go follow you? Who, who do you want to be introduced to? Let, let's, start, let's start there. How can they help you out, and who do you want to be introduced to? Okay, so I want to be introduced to people who are like-minded, who are on the path of wanting to grow and be better, whatever industry that they're in. Um, I want to partner with those that um, even if they can hear or even see the potential in me, if they have a a platform or um, a successful business and they can see something again, me, I would love to talk with you. Hey, let's have coffee. Let's break bread. Let's have have a drink of water, something where we're just talking, networking, and connecting because I have a destination. And guess what? Honestly, I don't know how to get to all of those avenues. But I'm willing to sit down with you and say, hey, I, I, I do some great things with art, but also this is where I know where it can be at. And if those people are in the room and can help me out in any kind of situation, I would love to grow with you. I would love to build with you. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. But guess what? I'm on a journey where I know where I want to be at. So let's let's connect. Let's build. Let's let's create. Let's challenge each other. Let's spar. Let's let's grow. That's amazing. In this podcast, uh, we, have, we have one core philosophy, and that's relationships win. In the game of life, whatever game you're playing, relationships win. You and I are only sitting here today because we built a relationship. We connected, we built a relationship, and we respect each other. And I, 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 need, yes. I want the world to know who you are, at least those that already don't. Since relationships do win, right? The kids say, give this man his flowers. 
<laughs> who is, who's a relationship in your life that you want to send some virtual flowers to right now? Who, who do you want to send some flowers to that has helped get you to where you are today? My dad. Mm. Um, he was present. He was present. Man, take your time. Not only just him engaging with me or, you know, playing with me because I'm his son. For the fact that I could be in the same space with my father over the years, where I've seen him do great big things with great big people in the companies, with people in general, and I'm present to see this. I'm a kid, I'm a kid in, in, in his office over in the corner coloring while he's taking care of business. I'm the kid where he's the first person to show up at a, at a building and open up and the last one to leave. I'm the person that's seen him go to church and do the same exact thing. I'm the person to see this man uproot a whole family where he looked out for three young, four young boys, young black boys, and a wife to go with it. I seen it. He was present. I was exposed to that. And the only way I can do that is pay it forward. That's all I got. One of our first guests on the podcast. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. One of one of the first guests on the podcast this year uh, said to be present is to be powerful. And I truly believe that those, those of us who are the most present in any room are the most powerful. And your father was, was powerful in your life because he was present. It all makes sense. I, mean, I appreciate you, man. I love you. I love there's you nothing, too, bro. There, there's, too. Nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to end on this because, because this, this kind of embodies, um, this, this embodies, I think, I mean, it's, it's hanging up in my office. It's the first thing when you come in, it's the last thing when you leave, it's what you see in my office and, and it's from the great Maya Angelou. And it says, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And I don't know about you, but if you didn't like this episode, you probably should stop listening to this podcast. If you like this episode, subscribe, leave a review, because I guarantee, I guarantee you learned something today from my man, Theopolis Smith III, Laundry. Thank you for your time today, brother. I appreciate you more than you know. Likewise, man. All right. That's a wrap. Student of the Game. Man. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.